My favorite thing that people don't get that is like my, like if I were sitting with someone and all I had was 10 minutes with you, I would hunt down the one promise that if you made to yourself and got an accountability buddy with that one promise and you put in a consequence, it would radically change your life right? It could be go to bed by 11. It doesn't have, like, it could be only have two glasses of wine. It could be don't eat after seven, right? What promise could you make right now that you know you need to make that one that would change your life and do it for six weeks and make it with another person? That is my parting advice is change something. Find out what pride and radical pride it brings. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 574. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I am so happy to have you here today. I want to give you a little disclaimer before I introduce our guest of the day. Actually, Lauren Zander is our guest of the day. But before we jump into our undoubtedly awesome conversation, if you are listening without earbuds in today and with kids nearby, you may want to wait to listen to this episode until a little bit later because there is a cursing disclaimer for this episode. It's going to be a great <laughs> chat, but there may be some four-letter words that you don't want your littles learning. So without further ado, I want to introduce our guest, Lauren Zander, who is the founder of the Hendal Group. And I know yeah. I, I told you I would say it wrong, but there we go. Lauren, I'm so thrilled to have you here today. I would love if you would do yourself more justice. I know that's horrible, but you know your story better than everybody else, anybody else. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. All right. Well, I am a very happily married mother of three woman who lives in New York in Westchester. And I have around 60 employees. I'm actually a co-founder. I started my executive life coaching business with my sister. And that's a good thing. We love each other very much. And we built this company together. It's been open for over, it's like, I think we're at 15 years now. And if you really think about it, folks, you would be life coaching 15 years ago. You would go, oh, she was a pioneer, right? Yeah. There was no such thing as life coaching 15 years ago. And the answer is, yeah, there really wasn't. <laughs> I was there when no one knew what it was. And mm. so I'm a very proud builder of pretty much one of the only companies that's doing executive life coaching as a group with a methodology that isn't like two people and consultants. And, you know, so it's a, it's a real business. And uh, I'm very proud of it. We teach in universities. We also teach in high schools. And that's one division. We are life coaches, which is we work with individuals about designing their lives. And then where we truly make money is in our corporate coaching business, our executive coaching business. But we do all three. And I developed the method at two different universities. One was MIT, and we still teach at MIT, and that's where it got the great name, Designing Your Life. Mm. 
And then um, the other place I've taught and developed my content was at Stanford Business School. And that was leading your life. And that was much more business. So I did business and personal lives about how to design your life. And that's basically everything I've been doing for 20 years. Wow. Okay. I have so many questions off of this right now. Excellent. My sister actually just recently joined my company. Mm. So I would love to know, how did you even consider starting a business with your sister? Was one of you already life coaching? Were both Mm -hmm. of you life coaching? How did, Mm -hmm. did you already have the business and then your sister Mm -hmm. came in? Like, Mm -hmm. would you mind sharing a little bit more? Absolutely. So first of all, I have two sisters and they both work for the company. Right. And my other sister, not the one I started the company with. So Mm -hmm. I have a sister, Beth, and a sister, Marnie, and we're all in the business together. Awesome. And my sister, Beth, and I started the company. My sister, Beth, was a management consultant, right? She really was a management, and she still is a brilliant management consultant. I was the one accountable for all the content. I developed a method, I was already life coaching. Uh, six or seven years before my sister, who I was dying because she had just had a baby. She was married, just had a baby. And I was dying to get Beth to move from the West Coast in California, like to come east and raise her babies with my babies and my other sister, because my family is really on the East Coast. And then I have a great family and I want it. Right. So we so I basically hijacked my sister to come back east. And then we figured out that my business and what I was doing, according to Beth, she thought I was, you know, epic, right? And I was a sole practitioner at that time. And she was like, you're an idiot. Let's build your business. Let's build this business. I'm a management consultant. I love sales. I love growing. I love corporate, right? And then we basically had one conversation where I said, well, if I was going to stop being a coward or a chicken in my own life, and I was going to invent the dream of my life, And then I blurted out the dream of my life, which is the one I'm still doing right now. And we are well, we've been well on our way for a very long time. But that's how my sister Beth and I started. Oh, my gosh, Lauren, I could give you a huge hug right now. Because so my sister just had a baby who's about Mm -hmm. six months old. (laughs) Yeah. And she she's a Cornell graduate living in the Hudson Valley. I'm actually trying to hijack her and bring her out to Ohio. Exactly. Yeah, because... Okay, I will just leave my thoughts to where she is in the Hudson Valley to myself. But, you know, it's not Westchester. Yes. But all our family is in Western New York. But I would still love to bring her out to Ohio so that she can raise her baby with my babies. Exactly. And that we can have powwow sessions together, like, you know, whiteboarding it all. But she is completely left-brained and I am completely right-brained. So even in the last two months, she has kicked my butt into just bigger and better things. I've already seen the transformation in the business since then. But this whole online space has been a complete blur for her because she was a grocery manager for 15 years um, in Uh, the Hudson Valley, one of the big chains in the Hudson Valley. mm -hmm. So the whole... you know, management experience. That's what she's mm-hmm. so good at. And I'm mm-hmm. being a creative that just doesn't work for me. But I love hearing how you're now 60 employees, you said? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Oh, my heavens. Yeah. So exciting. And, and then, then it's a virtual company. So it doesn't really it. matter where anyone lives at right. all. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's wonderful. It's yeah. that's that's the beauty of the new era. Mm-hmm. And especially women working together. We're mostly women, a few good men, and but mostly women and overachievers, but love their kids. So then no one cares what hours you're working. We just care. You get your work done. We're done. Like we're, so it's so beautiful to change how business is done mm-hmm. by doing it in my own natural way. Right. Right. And, and being able to create a company that doesn't like I, I never worked like I do not know corporate America. I am not little. And I coach huge companies now and I teach people how to do business. So it's it's even hysterical that it came from an intuitive desire to be successful and grow, but also to accommodate what people wanted to do most in their lives. Mm. Oh, I love that. So I shared with you in our pre-chat that before I moved out to Ohio, I was living in Westchester and I was traveling two hours each way up to Greenwich, Connecticut to work with a two-year-old in tow. And it was completely exhausting. I thought that that was my dream career, but I didn't know anything about my dream life. I mean, and as a mom of three, meaning you. Yeah. Sorry, that came out so wrong. Sorry, but not sorry. That came out not as I intended it to. I would love to know your thoughts regarding college and career development for our children now. Because as, I mean, my oldest is 16. In two years, if he were to follow the path that I grew up in, I mean, I would have been guiding him already on going to college. But now I haven't even said a word to him. Because I, I think it's important that he chooses his path, unlike the sort of very guided. It's not even sort yeah. of the very guided path I had. I really believe in the nuance of your child, right? And laying out all the options and not being controlling. And so I, in my three kids, I have, my oldest is a girl and she works two jobs she found on her own, one in a gourmet, beautiful cheese shop. And she loves learning about fancy foods and all different kinds of fancy things I, I could care less about. And she works for this other woman who is a, a gluten-free, like a psycho gluten-free baker, right? Because she's, as far as this woman's concerned, anything that you buy in the market still has gluten in it. Mm-hmm. And sure, like anyway. And so my daughter bakes and is a gourmet. And then you go, well, what happens to her life at school? And I go, oh, you mean like, is she going to make it through 10th grade? I don't know. Right. So I let her manage her life. Right. I really do let her manage her life. My son, who's a year and a half younger than her, straight A student. I mean, Mm -hmm. honors classes, straight A. Right. Do I do anything different with him than I do with her? Absolutely not. Right. Does he already think he wants to go to a really good university? Yes, he does. Right. Like I have nothing to do with that. Right. Does my daughter think she wants to go to college or she wants to be an entrepreneur? She already thinks she's an entrepreneur. Right. She's already making money like an entrepreneur. Right. Right. So what I think matters most is you if you have a great marriage with two really healthy, fun parents that are really enjoying and living a full full life, Mm -hmm. your kids are going to do what you do. They're not going to do what you say. Yeah. Right. To do unless you're really the type that does it. Right. And so I'm really not worried about. So college is something that I definitely went to, but my husband never graduated from college. 
and his father never graduated from college, and it had nothing to do with whether they had businesses, were successful, or loved their lives. So I think it really is nuanced and individual, and I think that's very difficult for many parents, right, because of how much they believe in education, Right. And I do believe I believe that's even ridiculously fair because there really are people who have met like my family. No one's ever gone to college. I want my son to go to college. Like it still has a lot of meaning in it. And I do think it's truly legitimate. Right. So I don't know if everyone's hiring at many businesses if you didn't go to college ever. I have to be honest that besides my sister, I have no clue if any one of my team members went to college. Because I, I hire on personality and I train for skills. I think it's a really, you had me at hello, like you're like, Lauren, do people have to go to college to work at your company? And the answer is no. So I think someone who works in a bank, if you ever want to do money, banking, Wall Street, Whoa. no, you will. Yeah. Okay, great, great. Good luck. Accounting, lawyering, social work, right? right. Like, it, like there are many places, you, there are me- advertising that's a little tricky. You're right on the border, mm-hmm. right? Like it depends on your dream of your career. Yeah. If, if college is, do I think college is going out of business? I think it really will keep shrinking. Yeah, I agree. And vocational schools will keep growing. Yeah. 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 You're not operating on me if you don't have a degree. Oh, it, please. Do you want doctors? To, exactly. Yeah. How about I want you, you know, there's, yes, I believe in education dramatically. And I love that my son's going to likely go to an incredibly good school. And the four years my sister's kid spent at Wesleyan, right, in the front, like, if you go, what did you get out of college? I go, I'm still best friends with at least two of the people that were my best friends there. And it's 30, it's 30 years since then. Right. And I wouldn't live without those humans. Right. Right. So there, you know, it's, it's a very interesting phenomena having the, the luxury of studying. Yeah. My 16 year old has a job. He's been umping little league baseball um, for six years now, even though he's only 16, he started as soon as he could. And he gets paid double minimum wage here in Ohio for awesome. For being an ump. And that's what he actually wants to do. And I had no idea until he actually wrote a school paper on it, that major league umpires, if they, if you can cut it and get up there, which I think that if you have the mindset to do it, you can do whatever you want. And oh my God. Yeah. That the entry level is like $300,000. Like by all means, if that's what's going to, if that's going to light you up inside, oh. then go for it, Jake. I'll support you. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I, I yeah. got great friends and some of my earliest bosses out of college are just extended family. I mean, even closer to them than I am to some parts of my blood family, you know? Yeah. Beyond the the family, I got a whole bunch of student loan debt, <laughs> which I'm yes. still working on. <laughs> no but, way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, life has its twists and turns and that's what yeah. makes us stronger. But I would love to hear more about your executive life coaching. So what happens in my methodology is I am all about inside out. What you say to your, I teach people to break into their inner dialogue. I deal with what I would call the emotion, like the emotional intelligence, personal integrity, emotional intelligence, 
personal integrity and, and, and personal integrity is when I define it is an ability to keep a promise to yourself. I could give you a big hug for that too. Okay. So most people know how to keep promises outside or, mm-hmm. you know, do the right thing outside, but when they're alone with themselves are resentful martyrs. Like, so I don't believe in outside in, I believe in inside out. Mm -hmm. And I believe in knowing what you say to yourself. And I believe that the only way you can actually be happy with yourself is if you're keeping promises to yourself that you want to be keeping in your life. And most of us suck at keeping promises to ourselves. We're really good at excusing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then what's that all about? And all of my work that I've been studying has been how to break in to your own inner dialogue. So in a corporate setting, I not only do the inner work, like, and how I do it is I get a person to dream in 12 areas of life. What do you mean there's 12 areas of life? There's 12 different areas of life. Most people push life into three areas. And then it's pretty good because I'm healthy. I don't hate my job, but I really love my, my kids, right? No, I'm not asking you, are you good enough? I'm asking you to have a vision for each of the 12 different areas of life. And then when you get a corporate individual to care about their life and the business, it changes the culture if you can get the culture to do it. It changes everything. And so that's the, we do, we're pretty rock and roll and legendary and dangerous because we also teach the end of lying, social grease and fakeness, say mm-hmm. yes, but really mean no. Yeah. And we teach people how to have like hard conversations. We do a whole lot of work on hard conversations in corporations, how to tell the truth, how to ask the questions you don't, you've never been willing to ask. We get the inner dialogue that everyone's fake about out. And then we get everybody to do the right work on themselves and each other so that the team is really not doing jobs they don't want, is not faking it and hating each other. It's like literally intimacy and honesty and fixing bad relationships till they actually work. And no one gets in trouble. We have we give nicknames out. We call our bad traits out. We make everybody laugh hard at, I, you know, every last thing we do that isn't wonderful. We teach people to human better. And human in my company is a verb, not like this thing. You're a human. You're a noun. No, you're not. You're a human. You're becoming, you're developing, You like you're a verb, right? You're not done. Wow. I'm thinking about my own life right now. I mean, I, I've divorced almost a decade ago and mm-hmm. I remarried a couple of years later. And I'm thinking with the integrity and with the truth and mm. with conversations and part of me listeners, this is so TMI, but I'm even thinking about how with my first husband, there was never conversations about, mm. about intimacy and about what we liked during mm-hmm. sex and what we didn't. Mm-hmm. And it sucked, like flat out sucked. And that's not the case with my, with my husband now. And it yes. rocks, but that yes. was because there was that truth and that, that communication and, and being truthful from the inside out. Okay. I don't like that. I think I'm going to tell them. And then when I finally tell them and it's, and it explodes the next time because it's gotten so much better, you know, sorry, that's just being, but I can see, I can see how the same would happen in a business the same way. 
it's the last thing people are betting on is the truth will set you free. The last thing, because most people are scared because of how long a person hasn't told it. So I do this little exercise where I get a person to guess. So my entire method is teaching people things. Once I teach it to you, you're like, oh, that's true. And then you never forget it, right? So it's uncommon knowledge that I say it and then it becomes common knowledge, right? Because everyone can use it. Right. Right. Okay. So this is a little version of that. So what I teach people is that You know, so the senses create reality. If you can smell it, it must be real. Taste it, feel it. That creates reality. Guess what else creates reality? Ready? Thoughts. Yeah, wait, ready? But if you can think something and then you go, I can't tell them Mm. because it'll hurt their feelings. It'll make a, I'll get in a fight. It's a confrontation. If I think it and I can't tell it, I'm going to keep it a secret. It must be real. I must be right. It literally validates. I can't tell him that didn't feel good because then he'll get hurt, which then really means he sucks at it. And I can't tell him how to get better. And then he becomes someone who can't handle the truth. And you become someone who's too nice to deal with getting what you want. All of those things create reality and you just fixed it all because you're too much of a chicken to test if what you just thought was true or false and you don't ask or say, right? And so humans create reality by creating secrets all the time, which is really another way of saying omissions, which is really another way of saying lying. Mm -hmm. So in my book and in my method, I make every human do lie lists from their whole life, like styles and ways you lie. And you have no idea how much that suppresses your freedom to feel true to yourself. No idea. And then you don't have to worry, human, because guess what? You have a lie list. Don't you think they have a lie? Every day in your life has the same lie list you have, Kitty. Right. 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 And so we all, and then my next joke is, where's the lying section in the bookstore? Right. Anybody happy with Donald Trump? If you're not, it's because of his lying. Anybody like all things that like even the Me Too movement is people are done hiding the truth. Mm -hmm. Like they're coming out about the lies they've been covering up for. Right. We as a human race tolerate our lies and other people's lies. And if you want to know what revolution I think I'm causing, it's the, you know, breaking out, you know, stop ending lying on Earth. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay, so this is a minor one, but my husband and I just disclosed to each other this week that neither of us can stand. Okay, please don't sue me, Velveeta or Kraft or whoever makes it. But the Velveeta sliced cheese. Like I I asked him, please don't put that on my sandwiches anymore. (laughs) I don't like it. And he's like, how long have you not liked it? And I said, ever. It's okay on macaroni and cheese, but I don't like it on my sandwiches. And he said, Is it? and it took you nine years to tell me that? He's like, I don't Hysterical. like it either. <laughs> Hysterical. But then on the flip side, I just want to ask, I had started a business partnership with somebody who was very out of integrity. Mm. And I asked them to stop what they were doing once. And uh-huh. they stopped for a few months and then started again. Yeah. I was married to my husband who I'm married to now and my husband now is the love of my life and that person also a man kept on asking me to send pictures on my boobs and I was like what 
what? And so when it started back up again, I just dissolved the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I know it's going on out there around other people. But I, mm-hmm. I got to be honest, I've kept it quiet because, yeah. well, I didn't want to hurt him if it actually wasn't going on in other places. But I would love to mm-hmm. know your opinion on that. I mean, should I have been more, th- more forthcoming? And like, I, I'm not the type to just go put a, a rant on social media, but along with the Me Too movement, I mean, there's just, it goes both ways. I'm not going to say that it's just men towards women because women can be inappropriate as well. But mm-hmm. is it out? Everybody who's cheating is cheating with someone who knows they're cheating and mm-hmm. cheating with someone too likely. Yeah. Right. So obviously that's a fake, a male and a female role or, you know, unless you're two women and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Right. But everybody, there's no cheaters happening without another one. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. The math is bad. And that means both sexes are in. Okay. Right. So, so obviously lie, you know, my joke is humans are liars anonymous. Right. And, and then science says that every human lies 11 times a day. The average amount of lies is 11 a day. A day, everyone. Really? A day. Even if you're like, you look beautiful, but in your mind, you're like, you look like you gained 10 pounds in Italy when you were there, right? Like whatever you're saying to yourself, if what you say on the inside is different than what you're saying on the outside, that's lying. Mm. If you smile at someone and you really are like, I'm still mad at you from last week, that's a lie. Right. Mm. And then we wonder why we need a cocktail or why don't why we get lost in Netflix for hours. Right. And we're not in love with our very lives that we pretend we're happy with. Right. And we get used to things we don't want to get used to. We get over sex. We get more into eating. We you know, like we're not a happy society. If you just watch the rates to which, you know, people are taking Prozac, people are, like the, the world is, you know, drinking a lot. Right. And overweight a lot. Like that's not a happy bunch. Right. And it's not because we because we don't know how to actually be true to ourselves in ways that really matter. And it's because we got ourselves into very serious lying binds. So is there a healthy line between saying everything that's on our mind all the time? You'd be better off, right? The way people edit, the way people edit is at like on a scale of one to 10, most people are truly editing, right? They're editing it. And just because you're telling your best friend what you really think, but if you're not telling the person you think it about or dealing directly with them, you're still a gossip and on the hook for being a liar. Mm Mm-hmm. So most people are two-faced and running double lives. And I call them double agents and they're working against their true self, right? Because your higher self would leave, would tell the truth, right? would ask for what you want, would not be a chicken about getting things you deserve, what you want, what you want from your husband, what you want from your kids. what, And then they get to talk too. Right. So there's a world of people avoiding having deep, intimate conversations or the only time you're talking is if you're in a rant about making the other person feel wrong, like you're wrong for doing it this way. Like this is not intimacy is not right and wrong. It's an entirely in my book and how I teach it. It's two people hearing each other deeply. But the stuff you don't want to tell, the stuff you really do fear they're going to think or say, the stuff you're, you're embarrassed or ashamed of that you really do, 
right? So most people are not in love with each other, in love with themselves, or dealing with having lives that they love because you'd have to get that inside out. And most people are very gifted on fake on the outside and whatever is going on in that inside, you don't even know what's real. It's not like I think the voice in your head is actually doing a good job. It doesn't even know what it thinks or feels. Usually, it really doesn't. It's quite an ego, little egomaniac, right? Like, it's all her fault. I don't have to tell her. I didn't do it. He should have done that, right? Like every last thing is somebody else's fault in that, according to that voice, including why you didn't get to the gym today. <laughs> You're calling me out right now. I'm staring at my recumbent bike. Like, this is just a lesson of mine literally from the last week about personal integrity versus public integrity. It had never occurred to me before that every time I tell myself that I'm going to get up in the morning and ride my bike and then I don't, mm-hmm. that's out of integrity with myself. Well, I got to be totally honest. Last night, I told myself well, yeah. that, that I was not getting up this morning because I was just tired and I wanted the extra sleep. Yes, but you'd be amazed that. So what I do for a person is and then how the handle method really works is and we re- we actually put people with accountability buddies in our program and interview like this, this did this whole digital online thing where you can meet other people and get together and learn all this together. But what I do is I put in promises with consequences. So ready, ready, everybody. Is this true? I have a promise. I've been with my husband 22 years. I love my husband madly, but ask me if I would skip sex. Bah ha 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 ha. Yes, you already heard the answer. Okay. So I have a promise to have sex twice a week with my husband and I'm accountable for it. Do you understand? It's not his fault. Yeah. It's mine. And guess what? If I don't have sex twice a week with my husband in that week, if I miss one or two times, I lose whatever episode and you get Game of Thrones, everybody. Right. Like I, like I would lose one of my episodes of any show I'm in love with and binge watching. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. And I never get to go back and watch it again. That along with everybody knows. So you can ask, did you have sex twice this week? Right. Everybody knows I have that promise. And if I don't, I lose my television show to a week or potential. And you're like, when was the last time I skipped having sex twice a week? I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I can't imagine giving up last week's episode of Game of Thrones. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, well, so what happens in the method, so you go, Lauren, do you exercise? I'm like five times a week, right? I have three kids running that company and I'm still exercising five times a week. Is it because I don't have, I, I have a consequence if I don't keep a promise. So what I do in the method is I, not only do I have you figure out your dreams, like real dreams. I'm not, it is a dream of mine to have a hot body and I'm 50. And if you saw my little tush, I don't have, I'm not skinny, skinny. I'm like, I look great. Right. So I care about looking great and feeling great. And I eat on Dr. Mark Hyman's, like I am religious about my health and well being. You're like, when was the last time you got sick? And I'm like, I don't remember the year. Mm. I don't get sick. I had three kids. I didn't get sick then either. I'm a health monster. But I teach it. And you're like, do you need promises and consequences so you keep all your promises? The answer is yes. So I teach people how to make dreams that they really care about. And then what are the easiest, like what promise do you have to keep so you are being true to that? And then I put in consequences. 
right? Right. I put in consequences that you tell other people that are funny to you. Do you think I would die if I don't watch Game of Thrones, anyone? No. No. And here's another funny one. If I don't, like, I can bite my nails. I understand. It sounds pathetic. Okay. But I can bite my nails. And it's embarrassing to bite your nails uh, for me. So I, and the only thing that stops me from biting my nails is manicures. Like, if I get a manicure once a week or even almost twice a week, I will not bite my nails because I like how they look. Mm -hmm. Right? You goof. Lauren's a goofball. If I get caught, if I get caught by that sister of mine, you heard about her. Uh If I get caught by my sister with shitty looking nails, 75 bucks. Oh, wow. Right? Like seven. And so I can't get caught with chewed up nails. If someone catches me with them, they get $75. And I could lose $75 three times in a day if someone goes, show me your nails. Right? So I want my nails to be beautiful. So I put in the consequence and then I let everybody in on the game. And so now everyone's supporting me and we're like, catch you if you can't. It's like fun to be that kind of culture. You've got me thinking about the promises that I could have right now. And then when I built the company, everyone goes, well, what about rewards? Like, why do you have to give a consequence, not a reward? Right. And the reason is, because we're already used to living without the thing that's a reward. So when you touch one of your vices, television, you know which one works great in America? Alcohol, Mm. right? If you have a drink every night, if you have an exercise, you don't get your drink, ha, ha, ha. Everybody will work out before their drink, right? It's like there's a great, whatever your thing is that is your vice, use your dark side for good. That's how I roll. Wow. Wow. (laughs) wow right um here's another great one that's hysterical you'll appreciate this if you have children so i have three kids Mm -hmm. i have a rule i am not allowed to get hot i don't want to yell i don't want to be that bitch i am not that mommy right i have to use my words right i have to talk i have to be calm i can't be vindictive or or really mean and shitty and you can tell from my tone I probably could get pretty nasty. Yeah, you've got my uh, full attention because uh, yeah, yeah, listeners, yeah. I, I can be right. a mean mama. Exactly. Like I can scare the, I can get you to cry and, uh-huh. and you just, you know, I could just look at you funny. Oh, I get so the right I, tone I, and my kids run. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a rule. I am never allowed to get hot. Right. And, and they can call me out if it feels hot. Right. I can be warm, like I'm really not hot, like, but I'm not hot. And if I get called on being hot, I owe anyone, which means I get loud, right? I owe anyone an earshot, including the mailman or the cleaning lady or anyone who heard me scream that I saw hear me scream in any way, shape, or form gets 20 bucks in earshot. And I have to apologize within the hour and they have to accept my apology because I gave a good apology. Not one of those like, Fake I only apologies, yell yeah. be- no, no, no. I yelled because of you. <laughs> right. You are the reason I was so mad. But if you didn't do that, I wouldn't have been. No, that is not an apology. No matter what, I do not have permission to make you feel that way. I do not have permission to turn into that bitch. I do not have permission. And I don't want to be that mommy ever. There's nothing you did that ever deserves that. I am so sorry that I was abusive and shitty with you. It's just bad of me. And I would you please forgive me? If, the minute I even start to boil, I make a joke. Uh-oh, I ha- mommy has to leave the room. I'll be back in a minute Okay, or two. I was about to ask because, like, I'm just thinking, I just heard a story about 
one of my 13 year old son's teammates who was expelled from his private school because he was making jokes about shooting people up. That, like, if that were my kid, that would be automatic hot. Like, there wouldn't be a warm mommy has to leave the room. Yeah. I would have more than a few four-letter words. Yeah. Like, what the hell were you thinking? You know, that's not something to be joking about. And it would be 10 times decibels as that. And, whoa. It's more that I personally do not believe. I don't believe in not having a serious conversation. Right. Like I'm not saying they're not getting punished. I'm not saying like, oh, there's there's a lot that will go down. But I am not going to be some crazy screamer or yeller or not like my behavior. Like I have employees that get in trouble and I'm not like I'd much rather go. Listen, we are in a lot of trouble because what you did didn't work and we need to put you on probation. Because you do you understand like, oh, there's no lack of intensity or importance going on. Yeah, it's just, just do do you really think the screaming or getting cray cray is what I nickname it helps. And mm-hmm. I go, I never want to be that person. My mother used to be that person. There is not one moment where she ever screamed or stomped up the stairs that ever made a. Di- I just looked I, I literally could write her off because she looked insane. Like, what a crazy lunatic. All I did was this. I don't know. So what? I'm a kid. It's like, but if she came in and sat down and go, I'm really disappointed in you. (gasps) How much more effective is I'm disappointed in you than are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Want to bet? Wow. Wow. You just gave me so much perspective because I got to be totally honest. My sister and I had the, in using your words, we had the cray cray mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And she still is. No, no, I, they, they don't lose that. They no. don't mean to have, they, 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 you know. And that was like a to myself. Like, I don't, that's, you know, I don't want to be that mom. And I never thought yeah. about the fact that having just the sit down, maybe strong worded, but not within, you know, not of the decibel that the whole neighborhood can hear it if my windows yeah. are open. I, I just yeah. never really thought about that. And now you've even gotten me thinking about quantity of sex with my husband per week and I'm just thinking about all the different things like and this is like this is a very embarrassing example in 2018 I think it would be an overestimate to say that I ate dinner with my family 10 times because I my business practices were so screwed up yeah that I was eating at my desk Yes. More nice exactly. than not. I want to think yeah. about what punishment consequence. Consequence, I like the word thank consequence. you. Consequence. I can word. give myself if I am eating dinner at my desk. Another thing you can do, which is the best use of kids. Yeah, please. Okay, so there's two other great promises that I kept when my kids were younger and we were everybody was growing up. Was we all had a jerk jar. Like there was a family jerk jar and the kid with the least amount of jerk stickies won the money at the end of the week. Really? I love that. Right. And so we would, if Parker was a jerk, we would put five, everyone who was a jerk, $5 went in the pot and the least jerky kid won the money. Wow. Right. And so that was hysterically fun. 
right? That was hysterically fun. And it worked wonderfully because it got us all to talk about that we're all jerks. Oh, that was a Parker. And they get one warning, Parker, you're being a jerk. You want to put money in that jar because you're a jerk, right? You're up to three, right? So we would like, right? And then there really was allowance. We actually had allowance. So they were losing their allowance. So, you know, so we used to play with money and a jerk jar and who could win the jerk jar for the three kids, right? The money at the end of the week. And then they got called on it and then they would, they really would stop. And so it was not bad to be, a, it was like, it got us all to get, we all could be jerks, right? So that was fun. Jerk jar was fun and money in the jerk jar. Craig, Lauren, mommy, last night, every single yeah. one of my children would have put money in the jerk jar. Exactly. But all of a sudden it starts to be normal and someone wins least jerk of the week. Yeah. I, right. I think we are implementing a jerk jar tonight too. Oh my and then gosh. just so you know, yeah, mommies and daddies are jerks too. David oh, yeah. and I used to put money in if we did our thing. So the other thing you can do is any, so I have a promise because I'm a workaholic. I have a promise that I have to spend an hour a week, uh, just like with one of the kids alone doing whatever the hell they want. Right? Like, I love it. Right? So yeah. that, because I just want to do what I want to do on my free time, uh-huh. right? Like, yeah. what a jerk, mommy, right? And so I have, like, so I take Daisy to go get, she loves getting her nails done. So my youngest and I always go get our nails done every week. I take my son to one of my workouts with me, right? My 15-year-old comes to that. My daughter, like, all you know, so we play together. We hang out together. But I need promises, Or else I will not be fulfilling on my dreams. I will be overachieving in the three areas I overachieve in and underachieving in the other areas. So then what happens in the handle method is you really have to design out your whole life and learn personal integrity to be true to that vision. And it's so much better than leaving it up to your little brain who always prefers to be lazy and comfortable. In way and excuse shit, except for where it overachieves. <laughs> yeah, Lauren, I am curious, and, yeah. and I understand if we need to sign up to work with you to find out what yeah, the yeah, different yeah. twelve areas are. But would yeah, would you be able to share the twelve of areas course, with us? Of course, of course, of course. But the funny part is, can I remember all the twelve when I'm just listing them? <laughs> but yeah, so so there's money, career, relationship to self, spirituality right? Vices, right? Just, I make that its own category, right? You guys. So that's, you know, negative traits, family, love, which includes sex, friendships, community, fun and adventure and learning. Wow. Right. Yeah. Huh. There's one more. I can't think of it right now, but these are your, I swear there's one more, everybody, you know, and then when you do community, like the fun of caring about your community in the world, your friends, your, where is it? Okay. Now I'm going to just, I'm going to stop looking at this list because I wrote it down as I was running through it. Ha ha ha. I don't know. I want to see if I have a client homework anywhere I could look. Anyway, forget it. I won't. I mean, if, if you guys, I have a book and then I have a program that are my cheapest ways to get into coaching right? Where the book is obviously easy to download or buy, like you can literally listen to it. And it goes through the whole method and my basic homework, really. And it gives stories of and examples of homeworks and it will, and it's life altering, right? It took me 20 years before I put out my first book, 
right? I waited till I learned the method and developed the method before I decided to write the book, right? And then I've been teaching this around the world and other people have been teaching it. So it's really something you can learn and practice and it will change your perception of what it is to be alive, right? And you'll also be fulfilling on your own dreams. You know, so most people, when you have to write a spiritual dream, You'd be amazed at how many people, when they write a spiritual dream, all they write is, I don't believe in religion, or I was raised Catholic. Like they, they're, I'm like, that's not spirituality. Spirituality is the mystery of being alive. Like, where do you think you come from? What do you think is true? Why are there all these religions? If, if you love your religion, love your religion, rock on, right? But what's spirit, but don't like write off an area. Right. Right. So most people have never even explored a vision or a dream for themselves, for their life with friendships like, oh, I'm the type of person that only has two good friends. But it's really a bummer because one lives in New Mexico. Right. And it's like, do you want to be someone who has friends? Do you want to make friends? Do you want to have a rich community? You want to have a posse of girls like most people never ask themselves, what would their dreams be? They just think they are born into these personalities or these styles that they're stuck with or adjusting to. Mm. And I don't believe in that. I think if you haven't answered or dealt with what I teach, you haven't even begun to love yourself. If you could hear the gears in my brain spinning right now, they would be deafening to you. Ah, well, you, first of all, anyone who's doing podcasts in the world, I coach for free. And as long as you know, bring me back on, if you start doing the work, I'm like, you bring me back on in six months and we do another episode on what you're learning. I'm game. I think podcasts are the new radio stations in the world. And I love that you're reaching people and that people care about listening to everything you're teaching and making sure they get. So I think you are the bomb. So I would love to, like, I give away my coaching to everyone who's leading podcasts. I do. They don't always take me up on it at all because I'm a little scary. Lauren, I will take you up on it. You can kick my ass. Okay. Because you, I, as you can imagine, I will. Yes. No, which is why I, I'm tired of the, the gentle treat me kindly and you yes. know try to gently coerce me. If that was working, then it, you would. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, that is yeah. not my, my style is literally promises and consequences. I'm coming for your cookie at night. Right. I'm coming for whatever you you think makes you happy. Yeah. We're going to make you really happy by getting you to deal with what really would blow your mind. What dreams. And just so you know, I coach some of the most famous people in the world. Right. Like Hugh Jackman regularly. Alicia Keys. Right. Like real, you know, CEO of Live Nation. It's an 18 billion dollar organization that runs all the concerts in the world and Ticketmaster. Right. So I coach these people and you're like, they do this method. Yes. Yes. Promises and consequences, making sure they're like really dreaming in all areas of their life. Like no shit. Right. Everybody needs this. Wow. I'm just mind blown. Okay. Yes. Sign me up, listeners. Be prepared. Six months or, you know, we'll we'll figure out our schedule and then you're going to hear about this. Oh my goodness. Do you know who's going to be super excited about this though? It's my husband. husband. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That is my, my funniest joke is I am 
that this is the joke that everybody makes about me. It's like something weird starts to happen when I start coaching in the couple, like start coaching one. The first experience is, it's like, they've changed my person. Like there's this new weird remote control happening. Like she's doing different things or he's doing different things. Like what happened and who's in my bedroom, right? Like who, what? Like, and then they're like grateful, but like slightly weirded out that Mm -hmm. it could happen so quickly. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, because people have adjusted that change is hard. Like people think no one's changing. Right. Rather than change, you know, is one conversation away. Well, I think sometimes my husband and I'm sorry, I know we're going long, but I think sometimes my husband thinks that our life is still like it was eight years ago when we didn't have businesses and we didn't have all these extra kids because he tried waking me up last week at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, dude. It's four o'clock in the morning and I've been sleeping for three hours. Oh my God. Do not wake me up. Are you serious? <laughs> but wow. if, if it was on the schedule like that, and I don't, I don't yes. want it to be like planned and with, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, boring. But if, you know, when there's that, when I know that that's what I'm going to do, then I know that that's what I'm. I'm going to do and I don't have to get woken up at five o'clock in the morning for it during my happy sleepy time. I really want you to know that planning sex is not unsexy, right? Like every affair is like, I'll meet you at the hotel on Thursday night, right? I have no idea what people are talking about that it like Thursday night, you and me, baby. Yeah. Right. Like shut up people. I want it not that right. Like do not go with spontaneity right? That is not how you get to the gym. That is not how a business runs. That is not what you want your kid. I'll see if I get to school today, right? You don't want to see if your kid gets their homework done. You want them to get their homework. Like we do not really believe in like, let it flow, right? We don't want the bus to see if it shows up on time. We don't like, we like integrity. Mm -hmm. And when there's a place in your life, you don't have it, it's missing, Right. If you don't like if you go, is your sex life hot, sexy and happening frequently? And if your answer is no, you're missing integrity. Is your body making you proud and you feel sexy? If your answer is no, you don't have integrity. Is your relationship with your kids making you proud and happy? You don't have integrity. That means you're not hanging out enough, having conversations, knowing each other. It's like actions are the only thing that changes things. And the odds are if you're unhappy in an area, you're not taking the right actions is non-negotiable, right? You're divorced, you want a new boyfriend or girlfriend and you don't have one, I promise you're not dating enough. How do you date? You get on the sites. How do you get dates from being on the sites? You practice. Right. How much, right? So everything can really be solved with the right plan. And if something isn't working in your life, you don't have a dream or a plan for it. Wow. Okay, I'm ready for you to kick my butt. Let's do it. Stay tuned. But in the meantime, I want you to share the ahas that you have gotten and what you want to know more about in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP574. So again, thekimsutton.com forward slash PP574. Lauren, seriously, my mind is blown. Like when you were going (laughs) through those 12 and now I'm just thinking, okay, that one's not so good. That one's not so good. That one's not so good. Okay. I I know where I like, and I know I can't even see the full picture, 
Yes. Yeah. A woe. Wowza. I can't wait to start. Could you share again where listeners can get in touch and learn more? Well, so what I'm going to have you do and what I'm going to have them do is I just launched for the second time because I rebuilt it on all the notes of everything I wanted to fix on the first four years of this product. Uh I rebuilt inneryou.com. And any of your listeners who hit your code will get $75 off. It's a lifetime program. If I ever upgrade it or do, and trust me, I upgrade shit and add shit all the time. We'll get it for free. Once you pay to be in the community, it's yours for life. You get a buddy. We run free, free, like I show up once a month and lead classes there. I develop new content. I play games on there. You get accountability buddies. It's called inner you. And it's 12 of like 12 sessions, all the homework and what's also called a promise tracker. So you can track your promises and your accountability buddy can see them whether they're in this group or not. It's like I built a beautiful techno system to do my coaching process. And for those of you who would like to make new friends that are into this kind of thing, wait till you see how great the community is that like is online, right? You will meet great people from all over the world. And so please come to that, innerU.com. InnerU.com. Fabulous. And that will be in the show notes. I cannot wait Yay. to jump in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's what you will listen to that. You won't, and then you'll do the first. I'll tell you what to do. I'll have Jill set you up, and then you and I will get together. For Fabulous. Real. Fabulous. Yay. Now, Lauren, do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can offer to listeners for this conversation? I can't wait to have part two with you. My favorite thing that people don't get that is like my, like if I were sitting with someone and all I had was 10 minutes with you, I would hunt down the one promise that if you made to yourself and got an accountability buddy with that one promise and you put in a consequence, it would radically change your life, right? It could be go to bed by 11. It doesn't have, like, it could be only have two glasses of wine. It could be don't eat after seven, right? What promise could you make right now that you know you need to make that one that would change your life and do it for six weeks and make it with another person? That is my parting advice is change something. Find out what pride and radical pride it brings. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. (laughs) 